Welcome, adventurer, listener, and kindred soul. You are listening to Starlight, a Dungeons and Dragons space opera podcast on the Ink and Virtue Network. Whether a new friend or an old one, we are glad to have you along for the adventures. The Ink and Virtue Network is dedicated to delivering stories of epic proportions straight to you. Whether it's listening to the impromptu adventures of Squad Luma or diving into the manuscripts of an author, there is something here for everyone. You can support the show by rating it, sharing it with a friend, or finding your way to our network's coffee page where donations help us to keep the magic alive. We appreciate you, and fare thee well, Spacer. Travel safely across the great expanse. was the night aboard the C2, and all through the ship. The radar wasn't stirring, not even a blip. The crew all journaled without a care, for they had the hero's journal to help them prepare. McKenna, an elephant on two legs, wrote snug in her bed, I am thankful to not be wed. The sharp shooting of Clive, and the formation of this beautiful hive. Visions of being better, a more centered loxodon dancing in her head. Clive snuggled down to write in his tattered clothes and cap. Today, I learned to dance. It was exhilarating, the best I've ever felt. Now, for me, it's time to nap. Pleased, he was headed towards his goals. He prepared for the dark place and a good night nap. Then, there there was Atlas, who goal set with a clatter. Become more powerful, find the monster from his past, take care of the last loved ones in his life. He was the strongest in the universe, but even so, he needed goals that matter. Over a year and with a flash, the hero's journal made them all better with a whooshing wash. Increasing productivity, mindfulness, and goal-accomplishing flow, they found the heroes to the journey lay within them just below, complete with pictures that make the fun appear. Each page is a magic story like flying reindeer. Recognize who wants to be quick? The journal makes accountability, visualization, and development fun in a flick. Their colors, quality cover, and Discord community are the bomb! So check them out now at heroesjournal.co. Wow! Here we go. Roll for initiative. Welcome back to Starlight. In this episode, we are going to be going into uh, hopefully a little bit more of a challenging battle than the last one, but we'll see just how Atlas handles it. Before we get going, this episode is sponsored and brought to you by our hard work, but also our friends over at the Heroes Journal. They, as you know, have been producing some glorious notebooks filled with riveting adventures drawn like a comic book from page to page with inspiration despair and the ability 
to help you organize yourself and work towards a goal. All right, that out of the way. I am your GM, Isaac Yorks, and I am joined by... Nathan Koontz, and I play Alice. All right. And then, Nathan, can you do me a favor? As you're about to go Mm -hmm. into a a brawl here, can you uh, update us on what your HP is so we have some context when when damage is dealt? Uh, 71. All right, folks. That's going to take a lot to take that guy down. But that's okay. Let's do it and jump into it on this episode of Starlight. Following days of travel and strings of bad luck, Atlas and Fablegloom finally pierce the heart of the pass, only to find a secret base staffed almost entirely by bots under the supervision of one called C3. Additionally, the base is patrolled and under the guard of a pirate dreadnought. Sneaking within, Atlas travels into the bowels of the base only to discover a prison block containing a young girl and his long-lost dead battle buddy's son, Jonah, whom Atlas has sworn to take care of on pain of death. But before the conversation can be had, the chamber is flooded by an assault crew of pirates from above, likely alerted by C-3. Memories retrieved! Time to do a roll-off for inspiration, my friend. Alrighty. I'm going to use a D100. <laughs> <laughs> that means you can roll really bad, though. I know, that's true. I got a 14. 19. What? We're going to start off strong in this episode, I have faith. I'm getting, like, nothing on these. Yeah, that was Jeez. me last episode. I literally couldn't roll anything above 10, basically, if I like. No, you need it. You need it. And so with that, we jump in. The door to Jonas' cell just opens across from behind you you hear a small (gasps) you barely look at the girl who's just open mouth gaping at you for the sounds of footsteps and the sounds of fire echo from down the hall eastwardly about 60 feet away a barrage of bullets come flying your way as you reach for your weapon there is a final figure, dark shape that pushes forward from the back. You see what looks like a humanoid shape built of lava stone. It has a somewhat of a, of a head that resembles some something of like a human head or something like that, but it is almost like rock with two red eyes that just illuminate outside of the eye sockets and cast a glow all through its body. You see like these veins that look like running magma. The shoulders hunch a good foot above the head. The arms, you yourself would have to wrap your arms around its bicep to completely encapsulate it. It stands at least two feet taller than its companions. You watch as its footsteps leave flames back behind it and you can hear the faint sounds of the nanobots just whirling off of the form up first is this magmaish rock creature and you watch as its eyes just kind of glow you see as the floor as it tracks its gaze begins to heat up almost as if it's just like running this line of sight at you 
and it casts this molten gaze at you. The nanobots kind of swarming after it. You easily step out of the way as it goes back behind you like a line just... Up next are the rest of them. One gets behind it, takes half cover. The other two back up to the corners, back where the door was. They're going to keep the door propped open, but they're leaning out the sides, firing in at you. Only one hit. Eight points of piercing damage. And then they all take their multi-attack and they fire off again. That's another seven points of piercing damage. It's your turn. I'm going to rage. And I'll just charge the one in the front, the molten guy. And then I'm going to reckless attack. 26. The second attack, I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. I'm going to use great weapon master, so it gives me a minus 5. 16. Hit. Thirty-seven. You watch as your hits are just not making as much inroads as you can. Little bits of the rock are kind of coming off, and then you watch as like the nanobots swarm back up and start to reform, like creating this mold around its body. It has a resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damages. So it halves that damage, and it just lurches above you, drawing up to its full height. At the end of your turn, you need to go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. 16. The flames around its body flare, coming out of all of the veins on it. You pull away from it as much as you can, and then you grit your teeth and resist your way through the heat. You take no damage for ending your turn next to it. Atlas, you are up. And then the gunmen are on deck. I am going to reckless attack again. 16. And nat 20. 15. 8 is plus 4 is 25. Plus 20 is 45. Damage. The gunmen all lean out. How far Uh, away are they from me? This one right here is 10 feet. It's hiding behind the creature. Mm -hmm. And then these ones are 15 feet, roughly. If the one closer to me hits me, then I'll use the tail. Five to my AC. I have an AC of 21 for the one that was closest to me. Your tail comes up as he fires, blocks the bullet away with a tink. stands up and as he stands up the flames roar off the sides of his body it scorches the pirate right behind it eight points of damage and now this creature this thing of rock and molten lava reaches two hands up and it just slams them down aiming for your head like as if its fists are hammers and you are the nail the damage on that is 13 points of bludgeoning, 5 points of fire damage. 
you hear Jonah yell out behind you and he says, I can help. Just get these off of me and I can help. So I got a nat 20, be 22. 50 slashing damage. 7 psychic damage. The creature kind of stumbles back every time the crown amethyst fires up and pushes him back with psychic damage as he... <laughs> and as you end your turn there, the flames are fire up from him. I need you to go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. 13. You take 7 points of fire damage. And you feel like your clothes and jacket melting to your skin just a little bit. The skin bubbling up. It's the creature's turn. It takes a step towards you. It stumbles. Part of its leg starts to give out from where you've slashed at it multiple times. It falls down to your level. It pushes itself up. And it raises its eyes at you. And it starts to use its molten gaze at you. Two plus eight move out of the way you look back and you see the point on the wall directly behind you beginning to melt inward in the metal warping and now it's the gunman's turn we get one hit from the one closest to you the one that's 10 feet from you leans over fires all right i'm gonna use my reaction for the d8 Gives me a plus six. Your tail flicks up, almost slices the bullet in half. The two from around the corners fire. Eight points of piercing damage. And then this one over here has a full-on malfunction. The gun just completely jams. He drops it. He's weaponless. A nat 20 and a 2. So it'll be 8 slashing damage and then 2 psychic damage. How do you want to kill him? Alice is going to kind of put all his like force into it and then <sighs> he's just trying to lop the guy's head off, the whole stone figure, and just decapitate him. What looks like magma flowing out turns to blood as all of the nanobots begin to disperse leaving this scrawny halfling body on the ground by itself, <laughs> headless. What the It's annoying. <laughs> With the extra attack, you have to use it during your attack action, or is it just... Wait, I can't technically attack. I can attack the second guy because of my tail. There you go. Because it has a reach of 10 feet. 20. 12 damage. The tail just lifts into the air about 10 feet with his body hanging limp on it. There's like a kick of the legs as the last bits of his life leaves, and then it's still. That's a pretty brutal way to kill someone. I'm going to roll a morale check for the two pirates. 
the pirate who whose weapon was broken he looks the, at, at that looks at his comrade hanging from your tail looks at the dead halfling that was once the cinder slag I didn't sign up for all of this I signed up for easy work he said it was no one was gonna find this place to hell if I'm dying here his comrade who's watching him run says damn fool and then he leans out misses and he kicks the door shut Uh, we get right next to him just faintly you hear what sound like doors closing cast your gaze back and you can see gates basically portcullises falling from the ceiling at various points if you don't move out of this area by your next turn you might be shit out of luck stuck on this side going to attack this pirate's hands are in the in the air he dropped the clips he was reloading he goes hey 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 damn it i just I don't even give a shit. <laughs> you see the gate closing behind you, coming down from the ceiling. It's about halfway down. All on all fours, I'm gonna dash through. area that allows you access back into the prisons but access to the rest of the station has been completely cut off in the prisons the the holding cells jonah says you win atlas (coughs) did you win what do you think and then i'm gonna use a greater spray flesh Twenty. Alright, so I'm at thirty. With some of the last bit of my strength, I'm actually going to break the uh other control panel on the girls prison. For consistency's sake, I'm not gonna have you roll an athletic roll, but go ahead and roll a, a die one hundred and okay. just seventy percent or higher is what you need. Okay. That's sixty six. The girl looks up and, oh, for a second, the laser gate shimmers, and then it holds strong. And now the entire control panel is just broken. Jonah speaks out, and he goes, <coughs> he spits dark phlegm and mixed with blood out of his mouth. Don't worry. We get my stuff back. I can have you out. Where's your stuff? Hell if I know. But you got to give her hope. 
right? There's only one other thing I could think I can try to do. Wait, are the lasers just coming out of like a smooth surface, like just holes in there? Yeah, it's like a flesh to the ground in the ceiling. I have an idea. That guy is skewered with my tail. Is he still around? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to grab him. And then I'm just going to stick his arm through the thing. I just want to see what happens. There's like a lag time, but you watch as it just catches fire. It just begins to disintegrate. I'm going to tell the girl, I need you to run out as soon as I block the lasers. <sighs> Do you understand me? She nods her head. I need you to go ahead and roll a persuasion roll. Twelve. She nods her head. She's, mm, mm -hmm. She gets up. I'm going to stick the bodies under the lasers. There is like a slow, like, halting. They start to burn their way through, and the girl is going to roll an acrobatics check to make her way through. At 20. Oh. Not even the hem of her jacket gets caught as she runs straight into you. And she's holding onto you. Her arms are around your waist. Her face is buried into the side of your stomach. And then she just starts crying. Atlas will do one of those, like, fatherly, like, patting her, like, head. And the smallest of voices come from her, and she says, Thank you. And Jonas is still in his manacles, and he just <laughs> goes, huh. I haven't heard a single word from her. But I suppose that this is the best way for it to happen. You got us this far, but we still got to get out of here. You got a plan for that? And can you get these off of me? Alice is going to go over to Jonah and smack him upside the head. God! What the hell was that for? You know, I've been doing a lot of things so that you and your mother could live a nice, peaceful life, quiet. And then Alice kind of will get serious in a sense, rather than kind of like just casual. <laughs> And say that you put yourselves in, in these types of positions and you know already that your mother has already lost someone close to her. Well, the thing is that I can't imagine is, do you think that she, how would she live on after losing the two people that she loves more than anyone? He rubs his head on his shoulder and he, you see a dark, angry look in his eyes. Almost like a gleam of like a predator in there. You'll remember you brought me to the Kashin. I'm thankful for everything you did, but you also put me in a position to become who I am, and I'm not going to apologize for it. 
And then uh, Alice will try to break the manacles on his legs. Roll an athletics check. Nine plus seven, 16. Okay, you break it and slowly, carefully, he gets to his feet. He says, thanks. Highly doubt you're going to get these off, though. But they do make a good weapon in their own right. And then I will attempt to break those two. Athletics check, DC 22. 22, you say. 15 plus 7. Just to kind of show, because Jonah wants to have a little teenage temper, Alice is going to just grab hold of them with both his hands and just, like, stare into Jonah's eyes and just crush them. Like, just crumple them and pull them apart. And you see every single one of his fingers has been broken. Smashed by hammers. Looks down. He goes, It hurts less than you think. Zaguru, he got wise to the fact that I could use technomancy. And other things. Thanks, by the way. <clears throat> and then... And it's still a serious tone, but maybe quieter. Alice is just going to say, I understand that I brought you to the Kashin. And you don't, obviously, I don't expect you to apologize for the actions you've taken. But at the same time, you're weak. And at this point, you should probably honestly understand your own weaknesses. And train and get better before you try to tackle so many responsibilities. As much as you think how powerful you are, how indestructible you are, obviously you can see you're in this situation. It's a boy. At this point, you're just weak. There's not much I can do, is there? Not yet. Not like this. Can't even hold a weapon. We got in here, there's gotta be a way out. We have to get back. Gideas put me up to this mission. I don't yeah, know what do the Guru is doing down there. But this is... This entire operation, it's completely off all of the lists. I don't even think the boss father knows about it. We gotta get back to Gideas and tell him get a proper raid going and with that Alice will pull the katana from his like back waistband and hand it over to Jonah he's holding it in his like battered <laughs> bruised bloodied palms he's, what is this Gideas is dead this is the last thing that he gave me what there was a a coup. And someone betrayed the Kashin from the inside. What? You're lying. <laughs> You're lying. <sighs> and then he starts to just laugh. He laughs because it's like 
he doesn't know what else to do. And you realize that in this moment of like his grief, you never quite realized how close he and Gideus had become. But it's becoming clear in the by the amount of just just emotion coming out of this like this laugh with tears running down the eyes. And as this this laugh comes to a zenith, the edges of your ears start to fill with this noise, this And that gets louder and louder. And then finally, Jonah falls to his knees and drops the sword with a And the whispers stop. You look around, there's nothing there. Jonah sits on his knees for a second. Without looking up, he says, If he's dead, then no one else knows about this plan to figure out what's going on. No one except for me, and now you. Zaguru has been going against the boss father's wishes for some time now. Gideas found out. Manufacturing weapons. Trying to expand the Kashin influence. We've even found plots wrapped within plots to take down all of the other Acer families and bring them all under the banner of the Kashin. And how he's going to make that happen, it's here. Gideus knew how close I was with Zagura. He knew that he's the one who initially saw my talent. I was to be his blade in the dark, to get close enough and find out what was happening. I failed. And now he's dead. But his mission doesn't have to fail. And that's, he gets up, palms the sword up. We're finishing this. You and me. We're going to figure out and see for our very eyes what Zaguru is amassing down there. And we're going to bring it to the light of day. You watch as this shimmer begins to grow in the air and those whispers start to come back and then it's almost like looking at something that's not really there like being in a in a dream but like also being awake you almost see this like shadowed figure and you watch as it, it appears in front of Jonah and it hands him something and as it drops the shadowed something into his hand that in itself begins to materialize into his own palm. It wraps around his hand, so that way it's more of an extension of who he is. And you see like this like five-inch knife that comes off, materializes from shadow into a thing made of all crystals. And he says, We're going to find it, and we're going to kill him. And that's how it's going to be. I think that's a good place to call it. What do you think? I mean, I never want to call it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
Alrighty, guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, the heat's getting picked up as Atlas finally, Nathan, is going down this uh, particular route. We can't wait to share further stories with you, share what's going on in Ray's world. Um, and until next time, see you later, spacers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. We hope this show brings you as much joy as it does for us to craft it. Significant effort on the order of 10 to 30 hours of editing goes into each episode, and though it is something we will do regardless, any support goes a long ways. If you would like to support the show, here are a few tangible ways in which you can. Rating it 5 stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser helps grow the show and allows us to broaden the audience to spacers who don't know their fans yet. Sharing it with friends or family does the same. And if you wish to donate to help keep our running costs low, you can do so at Coffee in the links below. Last but not least, a simple word of kindness and encouragement to our email below is enough to keep us going no matter what. Have a question or thought that you wish to be aired? please reach out to us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com or our social media on Instagram at starlight.adventures. Now, until next time, spacers. Spacers.